This is the April 17th reading of our one-year Bible plan in the New Living Translation. My name is Blake, and I am super excited that you have decided to join me on this journey to read through the Bible in one year. We're going to begin with our Old Testament reading, Joshua chapter 15. The allotment for the clans of the tribe of Judah reached southward to the border of Edom, as far south as the wilderness of Zin. The southern boundary began at the south bay of the Dead Sea and ran south of Scorpion Pass into the wilderness of Zin, and then went south of Kadesh Barnea to Hezron. Then it went up to Adar, where it turned toward Karka. From there it passed to Asmon until it excuse me. From there it passed on from uh, Carmen to Hezron, then it went up to Adar, where it turned toward Karka. From there, it passed to Asmon until it finally reached the brook of Egypt, which it followed to the Mediterranean Sea. This was their southern boundary. Sorry about that. My computer sometimes likes to just click off. Picking back up, verse 5. The northern boundary began at the bay where the Jordan River empties into the Dead Sea, went up from there to Beth Holgan, then proceeded north of Beth Aram to the stone of Bohem. Bohem was Reuben's son. From that point, it went through the valley of Achan to Debri, turning north toward Gilgal, which is across from the slopes of Adam on the south side of the valley. From there, the boundary extended to the springs of En-Hesheman and on to Enrogel. The boundary then passed through the valley of Ben-Hinnaman along the southern slopes of the Jebusites, where the city of Jerusalem is located. Then it went west to the top of the mountain, above the valley of Hinnom, and on up to the northern end of the valley of Rephan. From there, the boundary extended from the top of the mountain to the spring at the waters of Nephito, and from there to the towns of Mount Ephron. Then it turned toward Baal, that is, Kereth-Jerium. The boundary circled west of Baal to Mount Seir, passed along the town of Kalash on the northern slope of Mount Jerim, and went down to beth Shilam on to Timnah. The boundary then proceeded to the slope of the hill north of Ekron, where it turned toward Sicca and the Mount Bela. It passed Jebel and ended, up, ended at the Mediterranean Sea. The western boundary was the shoreline of the Mediterranean Sea. These are the boundaries for the clans of the tribe of Judah. The Lord commanded Joshua to assign some of Judah's territory to Caleb, son of Jephna. So Caleb was given the town of Kareth Arba, that is Hebron which had been named after Anak's ancestors. Caleb drove out the three groups of Anakinites, the descendants of Shisha, Anamah, and Talimal, the sons of Anak. From there, he went to fight against the people, living in the town of Debri, formerly called Kareth Sefer. Caleb said, I will give my daughter Asa in marriage to the one who attacks and captures Kareth Sefer. Onathel, the son of Caleb's brother Kenaz, was the one who conquered it, so Eskena became Othaniel's wife. When Eskenah married Othaniel, she urged him to ask her father for a field. As she got down off her donkey, Caleb asked her, what's the matter? She said, give me another gift. <laughs> Isn't that what you want to hear from every woman? Give me another gift. Might be a sign she's not a winner, Caleb. Continuing on in verse 19. You've already given me land in the Negev. Now please give me springs of water too. So Caleb gave her the upper and lower springs. This was the homeland allotted to the clans of the tribe of Judah. The towns of Judah, situated along the borders of Edom in the extreme south, were 
Kebazel, Eder, Jagger, Kenna, Dima, Adaba, Kadesh, Hazar, Ithium, Ziph, Telem, Beloth, Hazar, Hadith, Kareth, Hezeron, that is Hazar, Amon, Shema, Moladar, Haziar, Gadiah, Heshman, Beth Pelet, Hezeroshiel, Rosheba, Bismitha, Bela, Lim, Esma, Elatadalad, Kezil, Homer, Ziklag, Madamanma, Susanna, Lebanoth, Shilan, Ayan, and Rimen. 29 towns from their surrounding villages. Man, these names are fun to read, my friends. Verse 33. The following towns situated in the western foothills were also given to Judah. Esalah, Zorah, Ashnan, Zenon, Enigram, Tapa, Enium, New York City. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I've seen if you'd catch me there. <laughs> Jeremoth, Edelah, Sokah, Azekah, Sherium, Adieth, Gedorathah, and Garathama. Fourteen towns with their surrounding villages. Also included were Zenin, Hadesh, Megadaladgad, Dilian, Mizpheth, Jokatolin, Lachish, Bozakatha, Eglon, Cabin, Lahman, Kitlish, Gedoreth, Beth Dagon, Naam, and Megada. Sixteen towns with their surrounding villages. Besides these, there were Libna, Ethnal, Ashna, Ipta, Ashinah, Nezeb, Kela, Askabaza, and Marcia. Nine towns with their surrounding villages. The territory of the tribe of Judah also included Ekron and its surrounding settlements, settlements and villages. From Ekron, the boundary extended west and included the towns near Ashdod with their surrounding villages. It also included Ashdod with its surrounding settlements and the villages in Gaza with its settlements and villages, as far as the brook of Egypt along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. Judah also received the following towns in the hill country, Shamiar, Jadir, Soka, Dan, Karamethsena, that is Debri, Anab, Esama, Anim, Goshen, Holan, Gilead, 11 towns with their surrounding villages. Also included were the towns of Arab, Dunham, Esha, Janim, Beth Tapiel, Apica, Humata, Kareth Ariava, that is Hebron, and Zior, nine towns with their surrounding villages. Besides these, there were Manon, Carmel, Ziph, Judah, Jezreel, Jakadam, Zenev, Cain, Gibeah, and Timnah, ten towns with their surrounding villages. In addition, there were Hala, Bethanza, Gedera, Merepha, Beth Nanan, and Ekathan, six towns with their surrounding villages. There was also Karabeth, that is Karathajirim, and Reba, two towns with their surrounding villages. In the wilderness, there were the towns Beth Arab, Midium, Seca, Nebeth, the city of Salt, which, I mean, like, why can't they all just be named like that? The city of Salt. It's just so random right there. Anyways, and Enega, six towns with their surrounding villages. But the tribe of Judah could not drive out the Jebusites who lived in the city of Jerusalem. So the Jebusites live there among the people of Judah to this day. Praise the Lord. That concludes our Old Testament reading. And to us, that can be like, what in the world? Why is that in the Bible? It's just a list of towns. But we have to remember the Bible isn't just written to those of us living today. It was written originally to those who would originally be reading it. So to the Israelites, those were really important verses because they needed to know where their boundaries were. Like we need to know where the boundary of Oklahoma and Texas is. It's important documents may not be the most thrilling to read even now. They definitely wouldn't be thrilling to read once, you know, like a thousand years from now, 
assuming America doesn't exist the way it does now, I mean, nobody's going to care about reading legal boundary rules about where Oklahoma and Texas landed, uh, unless you're just like a complete nerd. Uh, but it was important to, it's important to us, and it's important uh, to the Israelite people where their boundaries are. So we just have to remember, we can kind of get a little bit snobby and think it's all about us, and it's not. It's about God and his story, and we get to be a part of that story. Luke chapter 18, and, and along with everybody else over the course of humankind, not, not just about our time in history. Anyways, Luke chapter 18, verse 18 through 43. Praying to God, there's not a lot of names like what we just read in the Old Testament. I don't think there's going to be. Verse 18. Once a religious leader asked Jesus this question, Good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. The man replied, I have obeyed all these commandments since I was young. When Jesus heard his answer, he said, There is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the man heard this, he became very sad, for he was very rich. When Jesus saw this, he said, How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, Then how in the world can then who in the world can be saved? He replied, What is impossible for people is possible for God. Peter said, We've left our homes to follow you. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come. Taking the twelve disciples aside, Jesus said, Listen, we're going up to Jerusalem where all the predictions of the prophets concerning the Son of Man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans and he will be mocked, treated shamefully, and spit upon. They will flog him with a whip and kill him, but on the third day he will rise again. But they didn't understand any of this. The significance of his words was hidden from them, and they failed to grasp what he was talking about. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of the crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus of Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front of him, in front yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. And as the man came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, All right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it praised God, too. That concludes our New Testament reading for the day. Moving on to the proverb, Proverbs chapter 13. Verse 9 and 10. The life of the godly is full of light and joy, but the light of the wicked will be snuffed out. Pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. And finally, we will be praying through the 86th Psalm, only we won't be praying through it because, again, it is a very long one. We're in a stretch here with a lot of long psalms. Um, so I'm going to pray at the end of it. But I would encourage you to pause me whenever you feel the urge to pray uh, over a part of God's word, or if you go back and read it today, that's probably the best way, just verse by verse. Um, read, and when God would speak to you, stop and talk back to him. It's like a conversation, because that's what it is, my friends. 86th Psalm, a prayer of David. Bend down, O Lord, and hear my prayer. Answer me, for I need your help. Protect me, for I am devoted to you. 
Save me, for I serve you and trust you. You are my God. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I am calling on you constantly. Give me happiness, O Lord, for I give myself to you. O Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask for your help. Listen closely to my prayer, O Lord. Hear my urgent cry. I will call to you whenever I am in trouble, and you will answer me. No pagan god is like you, O Lord. None can do what you do. All the nations you made will come and bow before you, Lord, for they will praise your holy name, for you are great and perform wonderful deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart so that I may honor you. With all my heart I praise you, O Lord my God. I will give glory to your name forever, for your love for me is very great. You have rescued me from the depths of death. O God, insolent people rise up against me. A violent gang is trying to kill me. You you mean nothing to them, but you, O Lord, are a God of great compassion and mercy, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Look down and have mercy on me. Give your strength to your servant. Save me, the son of your servant. Send me a sign of your favor. Then those who hate me will be put to shame. For you, O Lord, are my help and you comfort me. Father God, we thank you that you are our help and comfort. And ultimately through Jesus who would come and give us the gospel, the good news. That through his perfect life, his death, his atoning death, his decisive resurrection... That if we trust in that, we repent, we turn from our wisdom to his wisdom. We can share in his rewards and Lord, ultimately be counted as one of your children. Uh, Not because of what we've done, but because of what he's done. Free of guilt and shame, empowered by the Holy Spirit and with a future hope that cannot be taken away from us. Thank you, God, for this. We do pray that you'd give us purity of heart so that we can serve you fully and totally. And Lord, just pray uh, that our love for you and love for one another would grow daily. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me for another day of reading through the Bible, and I hope to see you back here tomorrow. And again, as always, just a reminder, this podcast uh, is all about community. I want to hear your thoughts. Let me know what God's showing you in these readings, and um, share with your friends uh, this podcast so we can all begin to continue to read the Bible together, because that's what this podcast is all about. This is, after all, the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast.